high stick you to breaking down the middle. Here's the lowdown with Low Tide on, on Sports 1440. Presented by Wolf GMC Buick. We're making it easy. WolfGMCBuick.com. Welcome to the lowdown on Sports 1440. Hi there. It's Alan Mitchell. Today's show, the hardest thing for a fan or an observer or anybody in media to do today is view this team through the lens of recovery. This is an important point. Connor McDavid had a two-goal night. Calvin Pickard stopped pucks five on five. A lot of them. Maybe we're seeing a tipping point. I know you're going to say, low tight, what are you doing? Did you smoke the drapes? No, I didn't. It would not be obvious that this is the tipping point of the season because the Oilers are playing a set of teams are, that are very strong and they're playing well and the Oilers are on the road. And maybe the tipping point isn't enough against these teams right now. Is that what we're seeing? I don't know. I want to discuss it. I don't want you to go completely, you know, Jimmy legs on my brain on Twitter or in the text line at one 401 I don't want you to do that. I want to have a rational discussion. Surely to goodness, after all these years of the internet, which is like uh, almost 30 years, I think, that I've been playing around with this thing, so it's probably 90 years old, surely we can have a discussion of the idea that this is happening. There is a recovery occurring for the Edmonton. I know what you're saying. I can hear, oh, what is he doing? Oh, here he goes. He's found some kind of ridiculous paradigm shift while he was eating his grapefruit juice and his Winnie the Pooh pajamas. I'm just saying. All I'm saying is, Connor McDavid scored twice. I talked about it yesterday that he wasn't right. He scored twice. He's got four goals in the last four games. Pickard stopped pucks, 920-something or other. Five-on-five save percentage. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen better penalty killing at the ice capades. 10.8 goals against per 60 is trash. I get it. The power play has stepped into an elevator shaft. Went from 13.2 last year to 8.96 this season. They need a righty shooter. I get all of that. Everybody is protecting against the dry saddle shot. I get it. I understand. I'm saying there's a thin, 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 thin sliver of sunshine. They're buried. They're buried like Big Bad John in the song Big Bad John. They're buried. I'm just saying. There's a little sliver of daylight. The way this team wins is how. They win with Connor McDavid scoring. They win with the power play, outscoring the penalty kill. They win with three veteran defensemen, and they win with a goaltender stopping enough, and they can outscore enough to get there. Connor McDavid recovering is a big, and I don't know that he is. I'm saying that he, he scored four goals in four games, two goals last night. The shot on the penalty kill was good. He was in there. He's fighting. Took some hits, probably banged up a little bit. If they can get Leon going, I, I'm, I'm not saying they're in the playoffs. I'm not saying maybe they're going to have the first overall pick. I'm saying there's a sliver of daylight. And if they were going to recover, if this is the turnaround period, we might not recognize it because they're playing really good teams. Okay. I spent a lot of time explaining myself, and I don't want to have to do it again, 
but I know I'm going to have to do it again. The Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road, wolfgmcbuick.com. Sports1440.ca, we're on iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada. Uh, Declan sends out those podcasts like Lickety Split. You can text or call us at 1-833-401-1440. We're on Twitter, at Low Tide, at Declan Kruger. Are you up to 3,000 followers yet? I'm not. You're not trying hard enough. Are you in the, on the weekend? Are you in the ditches looking for bottles? Oh, because that's I'm how you get it. followers on Twitter. I know. Listen, I got a sign hanging in my apartment window that says, "Hey, I'm on the lowdown with Low Tide. We do the sports <laughs> radio show. Follow me at Declan Kruger. Uh, I hang around your house when when the fans come to say hi, and I just I stand outside. I say, guys, it's it's Declan. You might have heard of me. You want to follow me on Twitter? But nothing's working. So we'll, we'll keep. I want on. you to understand something, Declan, and anybody out there. If you come out to my house and stand around i will my neighbor john will give you the hose oh wow like that's just how it, now the hose isn't it's just one of those little green things and it's not very big but he he talks a good game my dog will bark at you it'd be very bad very bad and in saint albert there's nothing really happening so the authorities say. will notice yeah it's you a know. pretty it's a pretty nice neighborhood over there like i'll get snatched up pretty quickly they'll realize <laughs> this guy doesn't. they'll see me with my backwards hat on and say he's not one of us well they'll put you to, me out. they'll put you to work in one of the greenhouses yeah so you'll have a yeah. good time there it's like a labor camp up there in st albert pretty much mike ganter from toronto sun will join us there's a weird story today about the new york knicks mad as hell at the toronto raptors apparently the raptors are so desperate for any information they're stealing from a bad club like the knicks so we're going to talk to, to uh, uh, Mike Gantner about that. Daniel Nugent Bowman in hour number two, one o'clock through two, we're going to talk to him. He's going to, my first question is, I can't wait because he's coming in here and he's thinking, you know, Al's going to ask me some really good question. <laughs> my first question, I laughed when I thought of it. You ready for my first question? Yeah. Daniel, what the hell happened? <laughs> You're proud of yourself <laughs> with that one. I just, and then I'm going to get up and I'm going to leave the studio and he's got an hour to talk about it. He can say whatever he wants. But I'm out because I got one question. It's the perfect question. What the hell happened? Man. By the way, if you're wondering if I'm going to talk about the Tim Peels, Mark Spector thing, I'm not. They're both over 18. They're both adults. Uh, they both did things and said things. And this is n- never let media be the story. Never allow yourself to get sucked up in that. We're not the story. We are the least interesting people you will ever meet. Am I right, Declan? How interesting am I? I think you're pretty interesting, but oh I'll go. I'll go God. along with what you're oh. saying and say, uh, just uh, um, support me on this. In the grand scale, there are definitely more interesting people out there than Low Tide. Than any media, not just me. Yeah. I'm I'm as dull as as dishwater. I, yeah, but I I'm mean, not alone. I think you got to. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna agree with you on this one. I'm just gonna say yes. Look, that's correct. You know, and and, and look, you can get mad at people, but but people are doing their jobs. And then what happened, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. But I'm just saying, I'm saying that if, if, they, if, if an outlet didn't have a person to do what they were doing, they would find a different person to do it. This is media. You understand how media works. We don't want you to hug us and love us. We want you to click and read our stuff. And when media becomes a story, then we've gone too far. That's what I'm saying to you. All right. I'm good job not talking about it, Low Tide. Jeez. I hate to see when you want to talk about it. 
Uh, McDavid's two goals are the big thing. Pickard's five-on-five save percentage. I liked. I talked about the penalty kill. I talked about the power play. Five-on-five goals against per 60 was 2.56 a year ago, 2.95 this season. Cut it out. Stop giving up a, a half a goal more a game. People of Earth who played defense for the Oilers, they, they're, they're, they're crumbly mumbly right now. It's not good. They got bad luck. It's that hee-haw song. Remember, do you ever watch hee-haw when you were a kid? I didn't. Blue, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark, depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Blue, despair, and agony on me. I'd sing it, but it's Twang Tuesday, and we've got some really good singers to do that for us later on. Condor's played tonight. I hope Olivier Rodrigue plays. He is a story, morning glory. Nobody's following it. I think I'm the only person who's written about them, not to brag, but I believe that's correct. Uh... Maybe uh, Bruce Kerlock did. But other than that, nobody has. And he's a story. Now, probably they're going to play Jack Campbell, but I think they should. I think Rodriguez is the future. He could be a guy who could help them play that man. And Raphael Lavoie will play there. I will give you a complete report. Okay, Eagles. Oh, my God, you predicted it. You know, I don't listen to you because, you know, on you're young. And you said the Eagles were going to win last night, and damned if they did not win. Yeah, they looked good. I mean, listen, you, you, we can talk about MVS's drop there at the end. That should have been a game ceiling or at least a game leading touchdown. So that's going to come back to haunt them. But it doesn't I, matter. No, it doesn't matter. You got to play out, play out the game on the field. I thought the Eagles looked more complete all the way through. AJ, they did it without AJ Browning having a good game. I think he had what one catch for eight yards. He's maybe the most dynamic piece in that offense, and they didn't need him. That's how well they were playing. So yeah, they were good. Yeah, they they looked complete. They looked real. They looked like the best team, and not just the NFC, but they looked like the best team in the NFL last night. Yeah, they did. They did. They did indeed. People are asking me about Halak. I would I would sign him just cuz, bring him in. You've got nothing to lose. In 198, how long do I have? 12:11. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. I'm I'm in a really I'm on a pumped mood. I didn't have any coffee until about a half an hour ago and it just went bang. You know, just right into my blood and I'm gone. Yeah, we can tell. I don't think I've ever seen you this energetic. Well, I, I, I should call him. I like it. I, should. I did my blood pressure today. It was, hold on, let me tell you. Um, my doctor's proud of me, by the way. He congratulated me. Okay. <laughs> to get your blood pressure down at my age, you know what you have to do? Remember to take a pill. So anyway, uh, it's 125 over 81. I believe that's pretty good. Slam. Okay, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, I was going to tell you a story. Okay, so if you're the Oilers and you need a goalie and there's nobody out there and you got to overpay for everybody, you bring in a lock. And you bring in Bobby Titmouse from the uh, Ontario Senior League. You bring in everybody. You bring everybody you can. And here's why. In 1987, the Montreal Expos had, like, the, the worst dangly, bangly, pangly bunch of pitchers in the history of the world. They had... Like, not a lot of starters. And so what Buck Rogers did was, he said, bring in all of the veteran pitchers, even the guys without contracts. Larry Sorensen, Bob McClure, Joaquin Andujar, Pasquale Perez, who could not drive his car to the ballpark and get there. And Dennis Martinez, they'd acquired but had not a lot of hope for. They brought them all to camp in 87. 1987, they bring them to camp, and they won 91 games. 
Dennis Martinez went 11 and 4. Pasky Perez went 7 and 0. Bob McClure was a good lefty out of the bullpen. They found a closer in their own backyard named Tim Burke. Andy McGaffigan had a rubber arm. He could pitch all day, every day. Uh, the only Jay Tibbs was a pretty darn nice young pitcher. The only thing that did go wrong was there was a problem with a guy named Bob Sebra. They'd acquired for Pete Incavilia from Texas, and he went six and fifteen. If he had gone eleven and ten, they would have won the pennant. Damn it all! Anyway, the point is, bring in guys. You can, you can. Jack Campbell can go on LTIR or take a rest or whatever. Bring in a guy. Bring in a sign him, and and you know play him in Bakersfield two games. If he stops pucks there, bring him in. Because if you can't afford to make a trade, and I, I wrote an article in The Athletic today. Thank you for reading it. A lot of people are reading it, and I appreciate it. And I said Daniel Vladar should be the guy that the Oilers pick up. He's $2.2 million for the next two years. You do not have to trade them, Jack Campbell. And guess what that means? That means that you don't have to overpay for Vladar. Calgary's looking for you know picks and prospects, I assume. They won, by the way, last night. The Flames did. Dirty Redden, you know... Flames, they're they're up on the orders by quite a bit now. I believe it's seven points. But Vladar was in net, and he stopped 28 of 31. They won the game. So get Vladar, run he and Skinner for the rest of the year, and maybe Rodriguez is ready for next year. You've got $2.2 million for uh, Vladar, 2.6 for Skinner. That's less than $5 million for your goaltending. Buy out Campbell, and you're... Looking for love in all the wrong places. Or you could also... You could also pick up Halak. That is also possible. I'm just saying. There are ways to do this. If I'm if I'm whoever's in charge now, I'll say Ken Holland. I, I think that's your first move. Burnt toast? Not today. I'm not upset. I'm actually encouraged by, you know, Connor McDavid is, he is like rocket fuel. He just is. And if he's playing, they're going sky high. If he's playing like that, I thought he had a whale of a game. I was not encouraged. I do think there's something going on. What is the injury where you can play, but you can't shoot the puck like you used to, and your stick handling may be a little wonky? What did you say it was yesterday, Dr. Phil? Did I say something? Yeah, yeah. You said it was oblique Narnia. Oblique injury, yeah. Yes. Oblique injury. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything about Narnia, but I did mention the oblique injury. I thought you said, Al, I'm a doctor. It's oblique Narnia. I think I said I'll, I put, I'll put on my doctor's hat, but that was about as far as I would go. You sure wear a lot of hats. Well, it's just one hat I wear every day. Do I have you, a couple, actually. But do you wash them? I do. Yes, yes. I do they wash stink. my hats. I do wash my hats. Because the Some people sweat. don't. And it kind of, you know, if you ever grew up around a farm, my dad, oh, yeah. oh my God. No, I'm big. I never wear anything twice. Wash the hat or get a new one. That's one thing about me. I never wear anything twice. If I wear something once, doesn't matter for how long, it goes straight into the wash and I don't wear it again until I've washed it. <laughs> what? Yeah. So let you go out for an hour and you don't hang it back up. No. The only exception, I guess I did lie a little bit, because the only exception is I have a nice pair of shorts I lounge around with in my house. Those ones I'll wear for a couple so days. Are in a they row while 1970s I'm... NBA basketball shorts? They are basketball the shorts. They, they are basketball high, shorts. Thigh high? No, nah, they're, not, they're not quite thigh high. They go down uh, to the knees, but they're comfy. They're comfy, and I like to, I like to hang out in those, but that's about it. I have, I have um, kind of like Docker shorts 
Mm. I don't know what they call them. That are, I like. They're very comfortable. Then I have the long jogging pants. And uh, I used to have these black shorts I like, but they got so holy that... Yeah, uh, that'll happen. I could, I, one time I went to the, the grocery store in St. Albert. Everybody dresses up to go to the grocery store in St. Albert. It's a dirty little secret. And I was walking around there. And I could tell that people were looking at me like I was, you know, from Sherwood Park or something. So I stopped doing that. All right. So I've offended everybody, I believe. It is time for us to take a break. I will tell you this. We've got a great show today. The New York Knicks are mad at the Toronto Raptors, and I could not be there more for this story. Mike Gander from the Toronto Sun will talk to us. I also want to find out a little bit because I think the you know, they, they say the changing of the guard. I think we might be, I think Scotty Barnes is passing uh, Siakam as the future of the, not Siakam is like that impact player. I think Barnes may be just like ha- passing him like a house on the side of the road, although they're both playing well. And then Daniel Nugent Bowman for the entire hour between one and two. I only have one question. What the hell happened? And then I'm gonna I'm gonna drop my microphone and get up and leave. I just love that question. I might ask him about the defense and the McDavid injury and the lack of useful talent in the system. But other than that, I'm gone. This is the lowdown with low tide on Sports 1440. It's the lowdown on Sports 1440. Hi there, I'm Alan Mitchell. Declan Kruger, the star of the show, is uh, running all the levers. I mean, I should be doing that, but I simply don't know how. Our title sponsor is Wolf GMC Buick. I drove by that last night. They were very busy, as you would expect. New name, same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. Want to say hi to Doug and also hello to Mary, who listens to our show. Where do I want to go? So many places, so little time. NHL Rumors is our segment now. Let's start there. Uh, The Athletics' Aaron Portsline. Uh, talked to John Davidson, the president of Hockey Ops for the Columbus Blue Jackets recently, and he said, no immediate changes. Nothing major is going to happen. He says, it's an emotional game, a hard game. We need to make improvements. We're seeing some of our younger players like Texier, Marchenko, and Fantilli uh, continue to improve, and we need our best players to start playing like they're capable of playing. That's about Johnny Gaudreau and Patrick Laine and... One thing I'm surprised by, and I just I'm just saying this because whenever you talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets, and and they come up a lot because they're they're sort of like the modern Oakland Seals, and they can't get out of their own way. Um, nobody ever talks about the the general manager that I hear anyway. Yarmo Kakalainen's been there a long time, and. Their, their list of general managers is very short for a team that has not had a lot of success in the last 25 years. Doug McLean was there for a decade, and then Jim Clark was there for like a day and a half. Scott Housen was there for six years, and now for a decade it's been Jarmo Kekalainen. And they really haven't done much. I, you know, I wonder, I do, I, you know, and I'm not, I'm not in the business of wishing people, you know, lose their job, but I do wonder at some point in time whether that becomes an issue for ownership, they're obviously very loyal, and that's a good thing. But how long did the fans put up with that? Uh, Nils Hoaglander did a thing. It was a bad thing, and he's being reviewed by the uh, Department of Player Safety and uh, tire retreading. They'll be looking at his trip on Kevin LeBanc. 
The Toronto Maple Leafs have assigned Bobby McMahon. The, the Leafs have a bunch of guys who don't exist. They, they, tri- they, they send them from the Toronto Maple Leafs to the Toronto Marlies. Nobody ever sees them. Bobby McMahon is one of them. Simon Benoit also sent to the AHL. The Flyers have activated Mark Stahl. Do we know where the Stalls play now? Does anybody know? There's Eric. There's Mark. Jordan. Right. Do they, are, they, are they in the National Hockey League now, or are they like playing for the Thunder Bay Mutants? What, where are they? Ty, that's a great question, and I hate to report that I'm going to have to look it up because I'm not sure. Well, we know I'm Mark, not sure. Well, we know Mark has been activated by the Flyers, so we've got him. But where, where is, where's Jordan and, and uh, Curly? Got to know that. Uh, Damon Severson is out six weeks with an oblique injury. Isn't that what you said that McDavid has? It was. Also, Eric is a uh, re- unrestricted free agent right now. Obviously played with the Panthers last year, put okay, up 30 so points. And I'm surprised the Oilers don't have a contingent of fans yelling that he should be signed. That's one great thing about free agents. Often Oilers fans will just start yelling that they need to be signed. What should be on the Ducks' holiday wish list? Well, I, they're playing well. I, their goaltending looks good. I think a little more maturation is all they really need. Um, Ricard Raquel has been placed on IR by Pittsburgh along with Chad Ruedel. Um Whenever I think of Ricard Raquel, I think of that uh, that Seinfeld episode, of Ra- Rochelle Rochelle, I think it was, Bette Midler. Did you ever see that one? I didn't. I didn't. God, it was just no help at all over here. No support. No, I know. You abandoned me. So bad. I see you're thanking people online now. It's really good. Yeah, I like to get it out there. When you take over the show in a few weeks, that will bode well for you. People will think well of you when you, you know, kick the old man down the stairs. They don't notice that. They go, yeah, he was nice when he was was up and coming, and now look at him. Although he has a big shoe mark in my back and my shirt. I wore white today just because I knew you were going to do it someday soon, so... That'll be the evidence. Eric Stahl, Phil Kessel, and Nick Ritchie on a line would have more points than Edmonton's atrocious bottom six. Yeah. The, the problem really is that you... Um, like Derek Ryan's a good player. And Ryan McLeod's a good player. Warren Fogle's a good player. Dylan Holloway needs to play. That's five. They signed uh, Matthias Janmark, the modern Daniel Sharnquist, and not a lot of room. You need you need those veteran guys making a mill to work. And uh, Janmark's on the uh, LTIR. Holloway is on the LTIR. McLeod hasn't got it going on. I would bet McLeod all day, every day. I'm still on board with him. He got a point last night, did he not? believe that he did I think you have to I think you you have to assume that McLeod and Fogel can form most of a line that can help you that's what I believe Oilers play the Hurricanes tomorrow they do in their last 10 the Hurricanes are seven and three the Oilers are four six and four speaking of Jordan Stahl he's the captain of the Hurricanes gun to my head I would have said it was Jacob Slavin but here we are you know who Professor Frink is? No. 
Oh, my God. How can we do a show when you don't know any any sort of, like, entertainment references? Well, you know, I don't know the captain of one of the one of the NHL teams as well, so that's a pretty pretty but big indictment. Do on you me. know the Simpsons? Yes. Do you know the professor in the Simpsons? The label, label, that guy. Okay. Whenever I hear the name Jacob Slavin, I think Professor Frink saying it. <laughs> the, 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 the Slavin, Slavin. Like okay, that. I could see that. It would be so much better if you got these references without me having to explain them to you. We're going to have a meeting. I hate meetings. We're not having a meeting. People are really responding to you right now. They're sending you memes and things. <laughs> I better work on my my um, retirement fund. This is coming quicker than I thought it was. This is coming quick. What about Columbus as a dance partner? Uh, if you're looking for a goalie, I don't know. But they're always going to be open for business. What is no trade clauses killing them? Well, they try to sign a bunch of guys for lots for long for no way out. They did that. Now, the good thing is when they start losing like a 70 games a year, those guys will want out. Lotai didn't ride and have two goals against Tampa Bay? Yes, he did. I, I, I said he was a good player. I wasn't putting him down. So Woodcroft is going to end up replacing Lane Lambert on the Honors. Book it. Well, you know, I actually feel I'm starting to feel bad for Chris Knobloch because, you know, he's coming to the National Hockey League and he's doing his best. And they gave him Paul Coffey to help out the defense. And what if this goes sideways? Because Woodcroft was wildly popular. They were struggling, but that was a move that was made in a fit of peak, in a spot of bother. And I wonder. Low Tide last night should have been the rematch of the Stanley Cup final where the Oilers host the game in game six. Well, you know, I never worry about that stuff. I'm going to tell you a little philosophy that I have about life. The Edmonton Oilers will win the Stanley Cup when the Edmonton Oilers earn the Stanley Cup. They're not, I haven't earned it yet. And I like, I think they have championship guys. I think Connor McDavid is a championship guy. I think Leon Dreisaitl is. But they haven't they haven't earned it. They they're they're a stubborn organization. They refuse to play their young players who are on value contracts like Philip Broberg and well Holloway's hurt right now, but Raphael Lavois, Olivier Rodrigue could come up and take a shot. They just don't want to do that. They're they're now in the mode where young people hurt them. And if you had played Broberg in October and November, he might be turning a corner now that he's not going to turn because you just didn't play him. And it's the, the, that's what I loved about Jay Woodcroft. He did play guys. He did play Stuart Skinner. He did play Philip Broberg, and he did play Dylan Holloway, and he did play Vincent DeHarnay. And then they stopped doing it again. Baffling. Why is there a portion of Edmonton media that treats McLeod as though he's the reason for the team's failure? He's never going to be Zach Cassian. And there are certain people uh, who are acting as if that's why they have five wins. It's infuriating. I will just say this to you again because I think it's really important. I think people don't hear me, and that's okay because I talk a lot and some of it's nothing. You have a choice about who you listen to. Don't listen to people who you don't like or don't want to hear. 
if 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 these guys are on television or they're writing and you decide not to read them, then that's life. You read them because you want to read them. You watch them because you want to watch them. So you have to acknowledge that. And you have to acknowledge that they are going to have opinions that are formed by themselves that you don't agree with. I don't know where on earth we ever got to the point where opinions that differ from yours mean fighting or violence or or angry discourse. You know, there was a time in this fair land when the railroad railroad did not run, but also where you could have an, a, a disagreement and then you could talk about it. And even if you didn't agree, you would hear the other side. I know this. I, I know it's crazy. I know it's nuts. I get it. I, I'll give you an example. Do I have time? The other day, maybe three months ago, I'm talking about uh, the Genesis concert I went to at Commonwealth Stadium, and I loved it. It was Genesis without Peter Gabriel. And my dear friend Bruce McCurdy, one of the kindest people I've ever met, and his wife, by the way, gifted our family with such a generous, beautiful gift, and I thank her. So he was referring to the Genesis that I saw, the three players in the band, as a stub of the Genesis that he saw with Peter Gabriel. And I knew exactly what he meant, and I agree, the first Genesis is better. I objected to the word stub, and I handled it, I think, with a certain amount of dignity in class. He handled it with the same amount of dignity in class, and we agreed to disagree about the word stub. I did not rain down blows on him in the parking lot. I didn't back over him with my car, and I didn't go online and pummel him verbally until he bled out. None of those things happened. You can do it. Ryan McLeod is a really good player. No, he's not physical, but he scores at about 1.86 last year, points per 60 at 5 on 5, and his line was at 50% or a little above. That's really good. That's excellent. He's He was hurt at the beginning of the year. What you do is you keep playing him because he'll get better when he gets healthier and he catches up. That's just the way of the world. Earth, Wind, and Fire said that, and they were so, so right. Back in the day when you had disagreement, it was 10 paces from Alfred. Oh, those are for people who could afford weaponry. How many of us can really afford weaponry? How many weapons do you own? None. I mean, I have a baseball bat, but it's not really to be used as a weapon. I use it for, you know, slow pitch in the summer. So I would, I'll any, say no. Uh, sharp knives? Yeah, I got sharp knives. But again, those aren't, you know, those aren't meant to be weapons. Those are meant to, to, to cut vegetables. If I, like, I don't have anything that I specifically have. Hey. I'm going to use this one day as so, a weapon. You know what I'm saying? Tonight you go home, and at 3 in the morning, a, a raven goes rat-tat-tatting on your chamber door. Yeah. What do you pick up? I, I, don't, even, I don't even roll over. Wow. I let it be, and I go, I stay sleeping. You're a bird lover. I, st- I sleep sound, yeah. Okay. Mike Gatner on the way from the Toronto Sun. The, the New York Knicks are mad at the Raptors. We're going to find out about that. We're going to talk about Scotty Barnes, Grady Dick, and whether or not the, ra- the Raptors are in the range now of where they should be. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's Twang Tuesday on the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. Such a classic song. Toronto Raptors are in the news today. And I don't, I don't even know if this is a real story or... With the New York Knicks, 
they're sort of like where farce goes to have a laugh. And so I just, I don't really know if this is a story or not, but Mike Gantner joining us now from the Toronto Sun, and he will definitely tell us. The Knicks are mad. Ownership of the Knicks is mad. And that usually results in Knicks ownership making a mess of things publicly. Are we about to see that, or is this a real thing? Um, I, I don't know if it's if they're going to make a mess of it. I think they're hurting the reputations, what's left of it, to be honest. I mean, Jim Dolan doesn't have much of a reputation, to be honest, in the league as it is. He's uh, he's already stepped away from pretty much all of his league duties now, and so he's just a sole owner. He's not on any of the committees anymore. But he's he's uh, <laughs> he sounds petulant to me. He sounds like a little baby that's crying because he uh, one of his he, he didn't want one of his uh, one of his employees to leave, and he left, and uh, then he wanted to exact some revenge, and he's making this very public and. I don't. I. I don't know. Like it can't be. I mean, they're suing them for ten million. They're suing the Raptors for ten million dollars, apparently. But I, I. I can't believe this is about money. I. I got to believe this is about a precedent-setting thing. Like, you come to the Knicks, you don't leave us. We tell you when you're leaving, type of deal. And uh, other than that, it's. I mean, I. I don't. I refuse to give it too much attention because it's. It's Jim Dolan just basically crying. You know. I don't like the way this happened. I, I would believe that 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 this is a story if the Knicks were some kind of like pillar of greatness in terms of personnel decisions and had some kind of key to the highway uh, in evaluation and procurement. But with due respect, the Knicks are not a team that you would steal anything from. <laughs> no, no, that's a, that's one hundred percent the truth. I mean, you know, if if this is if this is a, a, a team like let's let's say the San Antonio Spurs who. You know, they have a good eye for talent. Uh, they draft talent. They develop talent. And, uh, you know, they, they you, you might take this a little more seriously. But, I mean, everything about the Knicks is just like, let's throw money at it and let's see if it works. And for me, I mean, it stinks from the top down. And, and Jim Dolan's just, he's a, he's a bad owner. And uh, it, they're, I think that team is, they're just going to be kind of stuck in the middle or the bottom until that man decides to sell and they get some actual decent ownership in there. So let's talk about a, a procurement that went very well in Scotty Barnes. He keeps looking yep. better and better and better. And I know that, you know, we talk about him as being the future, but maybe he's the now and the future. He's that good. Is that fair? No, no, that is completely fair. Um, I, I'm with you. I didn't think I, 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 well, I began the season talking about him as the face of this, the future face of this franchise. And he's become the face of the franchise already. I mean, I, I mean, part of it was the reluctance to sort of strip that from, you know, guys who had been here already, like Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi have been, you know, solid, solid players, been part of a, well, certainly Pascal, part of a, a championship team. Um, and then, I mean, but to, to just hand it over to Scotty, especially after the way he was last year, he was, he had some issues himself last year where he wasn't quite the, you know, the, most grown-up kid on the block and he was doing some silly things in terms of off-court and um, letting letting something some off-court stuff get in the way of what he could do on court and he cleaned all that up rather quickly I mean he had a big talk with Masai Ujiri and uh, and that went away towards the end of the year last year he seemed to uh, to grow up quite a bit and he's come back this year and just taken full ownership of this team he is uh, he's the face I mean you look at this I mean if you just want to look at the stats He's got. He's leading in every statistical category the team has, with the exception of assists. And I mean, 
Dennis Schroeder's the starting point guard, and he's only got him beat by about, you know, one, one and a half a game. So, I mean, he's doing everything and more. And on top of that, he is, he, he is coming to each game prepared and focused on the task at hand. And I don't think we could say that last year. So we know this is a different kind of year. There's been, you know, some turnover in lots of different spots for this organization. Uh, And they're, they're, you know, they're, they're humming. I think they're about where they, you know, we thought they'd be there six and seven. Maybe we thought they'd be seven and six, but they're, they're in, you know, they're in there. Uh, There's a long way to go. Um, Anything surprising about this team or any player who has shocked you in a good or a bad way? And, and maybe they're either drag or, or, or moving up. Well, I mean, Scotty, certainly his rapid development, I expected him to take a step. I didn't expect him to take this kind of step this quickly. So that surprised me a bit. Um, in terms of, I mean, I, I kind of thought Siakam would, would be a little more consistent because he has, he has been his, most of his career. Um, he's probably been a little less than I expected. Um, Gary Trent Jr., again, probably less than I expected. He's had some injury problems. But he uh, he's not shooting the three like he can, and I know he's capable. Like he he's he's he should be the best shooter on this team. We shouldn't be looking at Scotty Barnes saying you're the best three point shooter on this club. But right now he is, and I mean, and um, I mean, Gary's behind Gary's behind OG Ananobi in that regard too. He should be leading this team in that in that statistical category. Um, in terms of Grady Dick, uh, <laughs> I saw a stat the other day. Somebody took all of the all of the players who have played meaningful minutes uh, in this NBA season to date, and I know this is early, but they took them all and they put it in one of those, you know, statistical machines that, you know, puts together VORP and all those ones that add up to, you know, he's doing this well and he's doing this well. And, and it basically measures how effective that player has been. And they had 323 players qualified for this thing. And Grady Dick was the 323rd on the list. <laughs> so yes, Grady Grady is struggling in a big way right now. Um, I will say this though: the the young man has a lot of confidence, and um, I don't see this getting him down. If anything, I see this pushing him to to become a better player. He's 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 grounded. He's not a kid who's going to go off the rails. Um, and he's got he's got uh, he's got a great head coach who who knows how to coddle a young player and bring him along um, while not, you know, making it too easy for him. I mean, he's not, he's no longer handing him minutes like he did earlier in the year when they were trying to see what they had. And now he's, he's, you know, his limits, are, his minutes are being limited and rightfully so because he's not producing. Um, but he'll, he'll keep getting his turn to go out there and show them something. And one of these days it's going to work. Uh, he's just, he's, I mean, you don't, you don't grow up being a shooter and all through college, and one of the best in the NCAA, and then all of a sudden get to the N- uh, get to the NBA ranks and forget how to shoot. So I think that'll turn around. But yeah, he'd be uh, he'd be high on the disappointment list right now, even though you know we really shouldn't have that many expectations of a of a, of a rookie. Mike Gantner, our guest from Toronto Sun. What about Dennis Schroeder? Is this a is this a matter of a journeyman finding a home, or is this a matter of him just sliding into a situation that works well and he's playing the same minutes, but it it just looks more effective? Yeah, I think this is the perfect place and the perfect time for him. A, he's coming off, you know, the highlight of his career, uh, winning the World Cup for Germany. And, and when I say winning it for Germany, he was the focal point of that team. Um, and, and obviously the MVP of the, of the tournament as well. So there was that. But he also comes into a situation where he's got a head coach. And I don't know if this is the first time in his career, but I, I, I 
I can he won't he won't come right out and say it, but he sort of hints at it. In Darko Ryakovich, he has a head coach who fully trusts him and has full full belief in him. And I'm not sure he's ever had that at any stop in his ten years. And uh, Ryakovich is is he doesn't hide it either. He's like, no, no, Dennis is my guy. Dennis, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna hand we're gonna we're gonna hand things over to him, and we'll be in good hands with him running the show. And I mean, you know, Scotty also runs the show for sure. But as the point guard and the starting point guard, Dennis is the first. He it starts with him, and he's done. He's had I would say maybe two subpar games, and I'm not sure if there was an injury there or not. There was some talk that maybe there was something was bothering him. He didn't make it public, and the team didn't make it public. But he had two um, very substandard games for him. Other than that, he's been great. He has been great, and. Uh, I think it's just, you know, everything's coming together right now for uh, for Dennis Schroeder. It, it's, I talked earlier about what, what our expectations are uh, of, of the, and it's, it's, I think we're, I think they're there. I think that's what we, we would reasonably expect them to do. Uh, they're six and seven along with the Nets. Uh, the Knicks are eight and six. They're, you know, the, the, the Celtics are, are running away. And I guess the 76ers are where they should be too. It's a, it's a close race for the top, but do, do you see them being as the the likely third place team in the Atlantic, or is that is that something they're going to have to fight all year for? Uh, I think they'll be fighting for third all year. I mean, you know, it's going to be in. in again, it's, it's tough when you start talking um, divisions again because we're so well, I'm so focused now on just conference play. But yeah. yeah, I mean, Philadelphia is definitely going to be ahead of them. Boston is definitely going to be ahead of them, and and they've got you know. Both Brooklyn and the Knicks are about where they are. I don't think either any one of those teams. Maybe the Knicks have a bit of an edge because they've got uh, they've they've already sort of done it um, with that group. Um, if Julius Randle can ever get his get his act together again this year, but I would I would say the Knicks have a bit of an edge. But I think Toronto's right there with the Knicks and Brooklyn and the Raptors, and they're all sort of in that mix. And it's just. Who who puts it together first, and who finds that chemistry, and uh, and does it? I mean, I don't I don't see a huge gap in talent. Again, the Knicks probably have a little bit more, but um, those three teams I think are all sort of right in that mix, and and they'll be fighting it out to the end. Is there is there a sense that that you know because of the the you know as you said the conference that that some of the teams in the other division that that you know maybe it might not be an even split getting in. Uh, in terms of who gets into the playoffs or or, or is is in the window to have that opportunity? Um, I, I I'm not sure I know what you mean. Do you, okay. Are you talking about? The, I just feel like there there we could have a higher representation, like the Bucks and several other teams uh, from the other division that that take the playoff spots. Um, yeah, but I mean that, and that's that's pretty mad. I, again, I I really don't think the. Uh, the league is is aligned in in divisional sort of that, the divisions have kind of gone away. I mean, a lot of us still look at it and see where they're at, but for the most part, it's just conference play. And so, as long as you're in, you know, top, you know, top ten, you're going to get in. Um, I, I don't, I don't really think comp or division play is going to come into it that much. If, like, if you're saying that, probably more from the other divisions will 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 take over or we'll we'll get in than mm-hmm. than maybe the Atlantic. I could see that happening because again, the only two that are really guaranteed anything in in the in the Atlantic division, I would say, are Boston and Philadelphia. How fun are the Timberwolves? Like just to watch. Oh, 
you, 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 them. For me, the Timberwolves and the Pacers are the two teams I'm, I'm having the most fun sort of keeping an eye on. I mean, the Pacers have kind of fallen back a bit, but they got off to such a great start. And I, Tyrese Halliburton is, again, I think he's he's a marvel in this league. Um, but the uh, the Timberwolves, I think we got a taste of that. Again, going back to the World Cup, Anthony Edwards went down there and got to play for a coaching staff that had Steve Kerr, Eric Spolstra, and Ty Lu on it. And uh, apparently that coaching staff rode him pretty hard and got him into a, um, a, a work frame of mind that he had never been in before. He's always had talent, but then he just, they, they crystallized it and said, this is what you need to do to be successful, both here in the World Cup for the United States and in the league. This is the kind of work you have to put in. And he changed his entire work habits. And then he went back to a team that had figured, well, I don't want to say figured out, but had started to figure out the whole Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns thing at the at, 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 in the front court. And then, I mean, that, I still don't think that's settled, but at least they've got a sort of a feel for how, how to make that work. And then beyond that, they've got a bunch of players who are just like um, Jaden McDaniels, um, the brother of Raptor, Jalen McDaniels. He um, is one of the most underrated defenders in the entire league. Um, I think he got, I read something this morning, I think he got dinged up last night. And I'm not sure if that's a, a long-term injury or not, but he is—he's—he's he's the type of guy that you plug into a starting five, and all of a sudden your defense goes from middle of the pack to top seven, top six. I mean, they're top one right now, I think. Still, um, I don't think they'll be there all year, but they're—they're they're a very, very good team. Chris Finch, um, former Raptor head coach, used to—he used to duke it out with uh, Nick Nurse. They were both—they both, both kind of came up and, and you know, sort of. Got there or made their way through the British Basketball League, playing against each other over there, and then came back, uh, came back to North America, and both have become very, very good coaches and well-respected head coaches in the NBA. Um, and Finch's Finch, we had uh, Minnesota was in to Toronto the first game of the season, and he is he's another one of those coaches you just love to talk to because he just he's very plain spoken, tells it like it is. There are no sacred cows on his team. If someone's not going well, he'll say it. If someone's going great, he'll praise them. But it's not he's not he's not one of these guys who wants everything to to look great. He knows it's never going to everything's going to be great. He knows there's always going to be issues and he's not afraid to talk about them. I just I enjoy that team a lot. Um I haven't even mentioned um the the Canadian um Alexander Walker on that team. Yeah. He played for Canada this summer in the World Basketball Championships and Nikhil is, um, again, another, one of those underrated guys, one of those glue guys who just makes a team better. He can shoot, he defends, he, he has a competitive spirit inside him that just, you know, just doesn't accept losing. And uh, I, I think that Minnesota team is going to go a long way. I don't know, again, I don't, I don't think they'll retain that, you know, top defensive standard that they've had. They'll be in the top five, but I don't think they'll be the number one team at the end of the year. But I do believe that they'll uh, they'll they'll certainly make some noise in the uh, in the Western Conference. Mike Gander, thank you for this. Really appreciate it. You bet. Talk again soon. All right, Mike Gander from the uh, Toronto Sun. Interesting stuff. Really enjoyed that conversation. Okay, Daniel Nugent Bowman is arriving momentarily, and we're going to spend an hour drilling grilling him, and it's going to be uh, like hot lamp, you know, single wooden chair. It's going to be quite the deal. That's on the way next. Low down with low tide on Sports 1440. Time for an update. This is a Sports 1440 update. 
And for your sports 1440 update, Boston Bruins forward Milan Lucic was released on personal recognizance bail today after pleading not guilty to assaulting a family member. Vancouver Canucks forward Niels Hoaglander was fined $2,864 for slew-footing San Jose Sharks forward Kevin LeBlanc. And in the NBA, five games tonight. It all gets going with the Raptors and Magic as part of the in-season tournament. Tip-off for that one at 5 p.m. Pittsburgh Steelers have fired offensive coordinator Matt Canada in NFL News, according to coach Mike Tomlin today. And the Colts are releasing linebacker Shaquille Leonard. Leonard was a four-time Pro Bowler and four-time All-Pro in his six seasons with the team. Finally, three games in the AJHL tonight, including the Spruce Grove Saints on the road against Drayton Valley. Puck drop for that one at 7. And as always, you can watch that one on flowhockey.tv. I'm Declan Kruger. This has been your Sports 1440 Update.